Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis show, we are back for another week. I hope you have been safe and you haven't done anything stupid between the last time you heard from Ryan and myself. My name's Kenneth Davis, and of course, the executive producer of That Davis Show and Flipping Friends, we have Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One on Instagram, and follow me on majority of all platforms at That's Davis. All right, Ryan, how you been doing, man? How you holding up? I've been doing pretty good. I definitely enjoyed a little getaway from my birthday weekend this past Stay weekend in Flex. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ryan. Thank you. I, yeah. uh, big part of the show today, NFL schedule release, looked into the Bears tickets for Las Vegas since they're coming here. $500 for the cheapest nosebleeds in the end zone. They have to pay back that's the Sophie Stadium. They got to pay that off quickly. I thought they were. That's Allegiant. Sophie is the Los Angeles. Okay, you're Allegiant. right. You're right. I'm conf- you're totally right. You're totally right. You're totally. I only right. know that because right. my friend in Vegas works for Allegiant, so that's the cool thing for them. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I was watching. I think it was the NFL Network. I think they were in, they were interviewing Matt Nagy just now. And they were in Sophie, and what a stadium! The same. I know it, it looks so cool. That's the next it one. Is crazy. I'm only six hours away from that one, so <laughs> maybe the Chargers are going for crazy cheap. Maybe I can maybe. get a Chargers game. I was about to say maybe, but the, think about it. Even now, because of Justin Herbert, those ticket prices are probably going to end up going up. True, but I was going to say even with the Raiders, like they got all that gambling. That's why they have no state income tax. They couldn't just get a ton of gambling. Dude, throw you that know, in there. D- listen, Chicago and Las Vegas. They know damn well plenty of Chicagoans will oh, fly man. in. Yeah. So get those ticket prices up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure in general for most teams, those tickets are up because Vegas just offers that weekend getaway. Because Vegas is best served in two or three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're on the strip for the most part, oh, or in a yeah. hotel on the strip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like the times that I've been to Vegas, it's not like I went out to Lake Mead or, you know, like enjoyed nature there. I was, most of my action was around the strip or old Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're doing that, you don't need to be there for a week. You know what I'm saying? You need to mm-hmm. get in, get your ass out. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure those, I was looking today. It's funny you bring that up. I was looking at Bears tickets, but, and I don't know, I just didn't click uh, uh, until another field. They were offering uh, season, season, exactly. They were offering season, it was, they were offering, but they were, it was season tickets, right? And there were some season tickets. I was surprised. It was like 900 and something dollars. But of course, you got to pay for the PSC, but you got to pay for the PSL too. You know what I'm saying? The right to buy the ticket, the seats, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be darned worthy enough to buy yes. these first. Lisa, may I have a PSL to spend my money to buy these tickets? What would they um, ask for? What was it? Uh, I can't, I'm blanking on the word. What would you ask for like back in the olden days? Give me your your trophies. Uh, your your firstborn. Yeah, like but, uh, give me some of those. Yeah, those, 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 those personal seat licenses. 
it's that's that's something. So way, anyway, one of my favorite baseball teams, Oakland A's, thinking about the Vegas trip too. I'm gonna I have to relocate. That. I hate that. I hate that. Listen, I'm I'm anti D on this one. D's always these rich owners should pay for their own weight, and he's he's correct for the most part. But you need to have entertainment for your citizens. I'm just being honest with you. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the thing with this Oakland A's thing that makes no sense. They want to pay for it all. They don't want governmental. Throwback. Oh, they want they want some of it. I was re- I was I'm looking sure. at it. Yeah, they yeah, want something. But it, it is yeah. really not as bad as like SoFi that we just talked about. Well, they're going to pay out the ass for that. It's like, and it, it's I can't say necessarily how they go. They're going about to receive it as far as will they give them uh, um, any tax credits or anything like that. But I think in all in all, they probably want like one point four billion, and that's not. To just give them, but that's even in credits and stuff to help them, you know what I'm saying, to recoup some of that money by the lakefront in Oakland. That's where the A's want to put it by the lakefront. But they don't believe the Coliseum can just be renovated. It's just, it's it's just a wrap. I mean, dude, you lost the Raiders again. The Warriors went to to, to San Fran on you. You gotta keep. You gotta keep the A's, man. You gotta get the people in your city something, man. Like seriously, especially especially with. I mean, now mind you, I haven't been to the Bay, but I know that Oakland. You see, I know Oakland's still a, you know a rough. I love Oakland music. Let me first say, I love the Bay music. But um, out Oakland is just attractive to me. Right, right. Album, Especially, I feel like album. if you're from Chicago, it's it kind of like a sister city in a way right. or whatever. It's got its own vibe that you can kind of relate yeah, to. That, that sister with like a divorced marriage is living exactly. But when, when y'all hang like, out, it's like, what's up? What's up? Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, what was I trying to say? Um, but the thing is, this I know even from like some of the, the guys that we used to have on the show, of course, the beginning of the Dean Davis show. Uh, that was living out in Oakland. And, you know, this is like six, seven years ago, how high rent was like, you know, all those Silicon Valley people that couldn't afford to live in the, the, the square mile that is San Francisco or whatever. You know, those people live in the Bay and they're pricing people out they, There's money in the Bay. I'm not saying that it's going to help the regular Joe, uh, but still like there's they, come on now. You, you hold on to your team. You look you lost the Raiders twice. I mean, yeah, you can't lose every. Perf- it's not like Seattle lost the Super Sonics. They're not trying to get rid of the Seahawks, get rid of like right, everybody. Right. They want, I, they're trying to bring in a hockey team and trying to still look listen, at it. I'm going to tell you this. If they end up going to a city like Portland, one day you may end up seeing me live in a city like Portland. That's one of the reasons I don't want to move to Portland. We, when we talk about moving to different places, I'm like, they don't have a baseball team. Like, I, I can't go to a baseball mm-hmm. game at all. Right, like, no, dude, I, I need to see, especially like, I need a baseball game during the summertime. At least I, I'm with you. That's You're so right, funny. Like, I had a talk with my supervisor today. Just like, there is something about baseball in the summer, especially like I've been bike riding at night. I've been mm-hmm. putting Len Casper on with the White Sox broadcast. I've been loving it. Like, it is just with this hot weather, baseball in the air, it, it, something magical this, about it. This past week, He's been sitting there for Stoney, Steve Stone, since uh, Steve Stone's on vacation with Benetti, Jason Benetti. And it was pretty. And it made me think, like, oh, the future. 
(laughs) (laughs) We did it again, right? We did it again. Oh, Steve, you're tired. It's time to go. Lynn Casper come up and with Jason Bonetti, right? Like, oh, it's nothing like it's nothing. Nothing like having great announcement for baseball. You Uh, listen, just like the thing like you brought up, like the nighttime. Um, I haven't really still gotten a chance to sink into my baseball season the way I want to. Plus, my family. Well, you're also dealing with some cold air up there that yeah, I'm not well, dealing my with. Family, it's a big difference. My family is full of haters. They just don't like sports. Listen, the lady sold me on that she was a sports fan. Oh, and then they always pulled do the 180. Pulled, I was like, yeah, that, that was big in the 90s, too, for the women that, that grew up and were teenagers in the 90s. All of them liked sports. Right, but then when you they, turn it it's, off. Too much, it's too much sports. It's too much. Like you thought you liked this too. Like so, they don't. I don't get to enjoy sports like I did, particularly before I had kids, because like it's like me and they don't really want to as much. You know, she she'll still a little bit, and the boy, I don't know what's in that boy, right? Because at his age, right then, <laughs> I was tuned in, right? But um. I want to get to just some 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 night game. I remember my next door neighbor, Mr. Harold. His last name was Hamia, but we call him by his first name, Mr. Harold. It was basically like my grandfather. Uh, shout out to Mr. Harold, his kids, man. Mr. Harold was great, uh, great to me and my family. Uh, he used to have how his bungalow was set up. He had like a porch, a brick porch, and he used to have the shades that he would hung and would come down and cover up majority of the porch and he would put Cubs games on and sit out on a porch uh, in front of the house and my dad sometimes we'd go over there and sit with him but just that night air with some some baseball on it you know what I'm saying yeah, riding like, that yeah, heat open the window open the window up and just really get that summer feel especially if your team's doing well which we'll definitely get into some baseball here because you know the teams aren't doing bad the Cubs aren't doing as well as they could be I was looking at power rankings today um, they're a little further than what I expected them to be. Whether they're 17 and 18 right now, I believe. Yes, after the loss today. Yeah, 17 and 18 with um, some questions as far as what they need to probably do around the trade deadline. Chris Bryant is killing it. Yeah, not bleak though. It's not bleak at all. It's not. It's, it's not it's bleak. Not bad. It's not, it's not bleak. And then we got to talk about Tony LaRusso having a good week after getting on him a week and a half ago. Hey, uh, with the wife. You know what helps a sleepy manager? That's starting rotation being the best in baseball. Facts. Uh, so definitely have to get into that. But you know what? Let's let's go off top. Off right. top. Taking off the top, the tippy. Oh my people! This one is full of rage and hate. All right. This is I got this out of ESPN for the two Los Angeles uh, County firefighters who uh, could be fired and a third suspended after the first responders took and shared graphic photos from the site of the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his teenage daughters, his teenage daughter and several others, also children and other family members of the parents of those children. Man, fuck y'all firefighters for that bullshit. I mean, it's, that's real talk right there. That's some whole ass shit. I usually don't curse on these on our show particularly, um, but just I mean, that's crazy what fame someone's fame can make you do something as disgusting as take photos of these people. Uh, just just crass and unnecessarily unnecessarily, especially from people that we depend on to rescue and save our lives. I know they're human beings, but this was some low down, dirty ass shit right here. And they deserve to be fired. 
everyone at any at any time when someone's transition, especially tragically, the last thing that person should have to do, even if even with them being gone, let alone their family, is the fact that someone is circulating photos of how they looked after being deceased. And who, who knows there too. Exactly. Who knows how mangled, what state of dress they were in? Just, just disgusting to really? say the least. Like that, that right there. Like, I, I know there's even worse things that's going on in this world, but I mean, dude, the, some of the stuff that in, in the last decade that people do is, this this is astounding by the, um, cruelty, you know, and the, the lack of empathy that people have like that's somebody's husband's that's somebody's daughter that's somebody else's daughter who's laying with their daughter i'm not even talking about kobe i'm talking about those other parents that we rarely bring up you know with their children and you're out here doing snapshots so you can pass it along at an award show like what the hell is going on i mean this is another thing too you know what i'll say this they they really need to crack down because probably out there in Los Angeles, I mean, in, in that L.A., in that area around L.A., they probably do this a lot more often with celebrity deaths. You know, this one, they just got caught doing it. They probably do this a lot more often with passing around these these photos. But to those firefighters, you know, I, I, I hope you are um, fired because you definitely did a disservice to your fire department, to say the least. I totally agree. I'll never understand the fanboy thing. I know you're not a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy. We don't lose our mind if we come across a celebrity or something like that. Unless it was Bill Russell, Jim Brown, or um, yeah, uh, there could be Frank the, Robinson. I think Frank Robinson's dead now. But if it was like one yeah, of those guys, Muhammad I'm, Ali. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fanboy. I'm a fan. There's boy. there's a very unique, and I, I guess Kobe would fit that. But Michael I don't Michael know. Jordan. Michael but Jordan. Be, but. You would never cross that line. I wouldn't take photos of them, them dead. Kind of disgust. You would right. be happy to meet them, but you wouldn't be like, let me get a notch on my belt and get me some credit or some laughs or some jokes or applause, whatever they were looking for with that. That's just disgusting. I wouldn't, to be honest with you, I, I don't think about this sometimes. I don't necessarily know if I would ask someone that's a celebrity hey let's take a picture real quick that's kind of not even me right. to be honest with you that's you know what, what i was like, talking about like i mean like, we did it i don't need a picture to prove to everybody else that we did it you know what i'm saying I, if the picture happens organically or they want to take the pic great sure. but me being like hey let me get a pic with you like that's not that's just not my thing right there again if the person wants to take a pic or somebody i'm with is like let's take a pic i'm not gonna be like no nah, i want to take no pic i'm not gonna be like that but I'm not usually going to be the person that initiates. We need to uh, take this for prosperity or to get likes on whatever platform I'm posting it to. Totally. I would do the same thing like you. It just it's crazy. You're right. They need to lose their job if they're doing shit like that. Well, it seems like a lot of people knew that this weekend was Ryan's birthday. <laughs> and to make him happy, one person in particularly you know, they fell on the sword. And that that person is talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, who announced yesterday on a taping that came out. It's going to come out tomorrow, I believe, that her instincts told her it's time to end the the Ellen DeGeneres show after 19 seasons is out of people. Uh, This past 18 years has changed my life. You all have changed my life. And I'm forever grateful to all of you for watching, for laughing, for dancing and sometimes crying. This show has been Allowing me to ruin the lives of all my employees. This show has been the greatest experience of my life, and I owe it all to you. 
She continues to thank her viewers. So Ryan, if you don't know, everyone has one of the banes of his existence that's up there with Justin Timberlake. But I think I was going to say, can he be on the last show and retire as well? I might explode. Oh, yeah, you would. You just you would. You would. It would would be a climax of epic proportion. Um, So Ryan has to be happy because when we on the flip, uh, you know, the earlier iteration with Ryan D and myself, primarily with Sidney Brown, uh, what we came down to is Ryan really disliked Ellen DeGeneres. So when the news last year or even the year before, part of last year and the year before came out that she was pretty cool, cruel to her employees. Um, which she kind of owned up somewhat to. Um, she kind of put it on. She didn't know that the the um, the the um, the tenor of her production team and everyone else that worked there that it was so toxic, but didn't necessarily say I'm the purpose or the reason that it was toxic. Right. How could you uh, ever notice it when you're the queen and you're just the, the biggest diva and ruining everything and being just a suck ass? Of course, you're not going to notice that. You're the queen bee. Well, Idiots. you don't have to. After next year, Ryan, you don't have to worry about it any, any, anymore. You know, I, I'm excited by this news, but I, I think Justin Timberlake overrules Ellen on the scale. I think I need him down more than Ellen. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. JT got a couple tracks, though. I'm with you on how he disrespected Janet Jackson now. I'm with you always with he that. He came and out. He finally apologized for it 20 years later or whatever. Right. Oh, it was right. my fault. Oh, oh it was my fault. Right. I don't I mean, see race. I believe in people. <laughs> that is a quote from Justin Timberlake. I didn't know that. But um, which sounds like some BS to me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are two of the top of uh, the, the villains in Ryan's life. These are the people that he has extreme disdain for, to say the least. And the one Joker of them is in Two Face. I love it! I love it! I love it! Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, you know it's time to switch off. All right, it's it's you, you know I'm one of the members of the Under Center Podcast, so we are football heavy here on that Davis show. Executive produced by Ryan Bukovsky. Uh the Schedule dropped. No, we definitely got to go over the schedule. Our beloved Bears. They're definitely well, beloved damn. right now. Well, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. They're definitely beloved right now before they start playing games and we have to start criticizing that ass. Um, really? So I'm, I'm going to go over the games because I highlighted a couple games uh, for me, Ryan, that stood out. And one of them is a preseason game. Uh, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's the Saturday, August 21st uh, versus Buffalo because that that's, the, three? that's the second one. So that should technically be the dress rehearsal because always the third one was the dress rehearsal where players will play to the third quarter. So I would think the second one is now going to be the major dress rehearsal and the third game is going to be the one where they let the guys trying to catch up on the team play majority of the time because the last one, they rarely want the starters to play because they didn't want them to get hurt prior to the season. So my minds is the second game because I think that's where we're going to see the starters play the majority, at least through the first half. This is part of the third quarter. Um, it's Buffalo and it's the Buffalo Bills, a team that's uh, one of the dark horses in the, dark horses in the AFC to actually do something and perhaps knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. So that one uh, stood out to me. I like it. This year's preseason. I've been saying it. It's going to be lit. 
Like this is the year to pay attention to preseason Bears football when you got a first round quarterback gung ho preseason. Let's go all four. I'll, I'll tell you this too. Um, it's probably good to watch some of these preseason games because we don't know some of the guys that make it cut. There's Since a ton teams, of competition. And teams haven't been able to really one. I mean, it's not going to be rookies, usually, especially if they're drafted high. But they haven't had a real chance until really this week coming up to try to get their hands on these these rookies, really. And even some of their own players, they've been doing uh, Zoom meetings. So when they physically get to see, you know, how, how well this player has necessarily been taking care of himself, how it fits into the system. Some of these teams have coaching changes. You never know who's going to end up on the streets. Uh, there's still going to be some guys let go during the preseason that maybe add value to a team for the regular season. Then sure. go ahead. Oh. No, I was just going to agree. Then the first regular season game, and we talked about it a little bit, uh, the Rams are opening up Sophie uh, Stadium. That one, because the Rams and the Bears have basically had a thing going on for a few years now. They love them on Sunday Night Football. They must get killer ratings. Why does it seem like we're always out there, though? Yeah, that is true. I mean, just that one year with Mitch, I think Jared Goff looked so cold in that game that they decided to never give right. the Rams an right. away they, game. At it's, we're always out there. But that game, because one, you have the unveiling of Matthew Stafford as a Ram, uh, someone who has, you know, given the Bears some of that business from time to time, even though the sure. Bears have given him that business. But you have a much better quarterback than Jared Goff. That defense may be even better than what it was last season. Uh, so that game, I, that first game out the gate to me is something. The next game is the Bengals. Well, really? No, quick. go right ahead. Please Rams go ahead. One. Please. You think that might have been a Sunday nighter? I'm, I'm sure the ratings were the main reason. But do you mm-hmm. think that they're kind of thinking that might be Justin Fields versus Matt Stafford? Yes. Yes, they, I, I do think that there's a chance that they're like, just in case they start I'm him out thinking. the gate. I'm thinking he's case. starting. I don't know. I don't know if he should. That's a lot to it just, put on He has kid. to win it. He has to win the job. But this isn't a situation where this kid played one season of college football. You know, he's played part of three seasons and definitely two full seasons at Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, I, this isn't a Trey Lance situation. This isn't even a, 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 a Mac Jones situation compared to the games that Mac Jones stood in for the uh, Tua Tunga Valea. And the last, last season when he got to start the entire season as uh, the, 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 a senior. Um, so that, that was my thoughts. Um, now, uh, my next one, do you want, how do you want to do this? Do you want to give yours or you want me to just go through all of mine and then you give yours? Uh, go through yours. Okay. So my next one, I'm skipping the Bengals game because the Bears should beat the Bengals. All right. It would be really fun seeing Joe Burrow versus Justin Fields, but that's not going to happen. You know, I mean, then the Bears should be good enough to – to, to contain uh, Higgins or whatever the hell the tight end's name and Jamar Chase. All right, just don't let him beat you over top. How about that? All right. So uh, I'm skipping I'm skipping the Bengals game because I think the Bears should win that one. And it's got to be the, the Browns going, man, the Browns got the whip allegedly this year, depending on how well right. Baker Mayfield plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the offensive, the defensive line is sturdy with run stopper like Jadeveon Clowney. They got Craig Newsom out of Northwestern. They got Denzel Ward on the other side. I mean, they're they're stout, you know what I'm saying, on both sides of the ball, really. And let, let, let alone that one-two punch they got in the backfield with the running backs, uh, so with Chubb and with um, Hunt. So, I mean, that, hey, that game Odell, to me – Listen, uh, yeah. oh, oh, Landry, that game to me 
lets us Who know does? what we are what I we agree. are this That's year. Cool. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll know. No, I said Hickney. I mean, the Bengals have Hickney. I meant um. They, what's the name? Yeah, Hooper. But isn't what's the name still there? The uh, kid, the tight end they drafted from Miami, or did he resign with an, a, okay. a new team? I'm not sure. I got to double check. Yeah. Okay, but uh, regardless, they're stacked, and that should let us know how good or bad the, the, that the Bears may be this season facing a team with that much talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I actually, I skip over two to the next two games. One that you mentioned. Uh, as far as the the Raiders, Detroit Lions, I'm not interested in that game. The Bears should win it. Um, they're rebuilding the Las Vegas the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Bears should win that one too. To be honest with you, so that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, the next one is the Pack, um, especially if Aaron Rodgers is there. If Aaron Rodgers is not there, I'm still interested because I want to see what <laughs> Jordan Love. Well, uh, or or well, what were you about to say? Or well, we'll see. I'll tease that for later. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to be the quarterback. Little, but if it's if it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how the Bears stack up against uh, a legitimate contender in the Green Bay Packers uh, and their division rival and the team that seems like they most likely have to beat uh, if they're good to to win the division. If they're bad, it's going to be them and the Vikings that they're going to have to try to get past. Uh, the next game, of course, Tampa Bay again. At Tampa Bay this time, man, the Bears going to get probably murderized. <laughs> Tom Brady is going to remember what happened in Soldier Field and how he forgot how many downs they had left. I'll tell you what, uh, if Nick Foles is playing that game, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I, listen, I hope the, I hope the, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers start off slow. Um, <laughs> build Boy, up that October is loaded with that first right. Listen, November two. The the crazy part is the last few weeks is it finally gets easy as the season closes out, depending on the Vikings. And then I see this is a game I don't know uh, how geeked I am, Ryan. It's the San Francisco 49ers. I am game. geeked for that game. Oh, but so, so let me ask you this: the, my issue is if 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 Jimmy G is still in, in, in behind the center. It's a game game because they have a veteran quarterback who can get them to a Super Bowl. We know he's not a world beater, but he can be good at times. If Trey Lance is under center, I'm worried how good of a football team they are. And if it's worth me watching this season or early in the season, because he could improve mid to later in the season. I don't know if he's going to just take off hot. I would think it's going to be it could be hard. I'm going to say it, that it, it, I won't say it will be hard, but it could be hard. So that's my my ifs with with that one. Funny part on the next game, I don't have I didn't mark the Steelers on November 8th as must see TV for me because I mean, I can see the Bears. I can see it being an entertaining game, but the Steelers aren't the Steelers right now. Big Ben is is not really Big Ben, Big Ben any longer. Um, they got Najee Harris, you know, uh, Juju uh, Schuster Smith State. The offensive line is woeful. Um, so I don't know about the Steelers, but the next then the Bears have a bye. And then they have Baltimore Ravens, which I, that's a must-see game. And the Bears have a majority of their home games are noon starts, I believe. Or they have, yeah, majority of their home games are noon starts, which they didn't get the, the, the second game starts like that this season. Uh, I think those will be flex later on, though. Good point, good point. There's a lot of them that, that have the option to be flex. I see at least... Three, no, four, five, six, 
I see at least, I believe, five or six uh, noon games that have the option to be flexed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty common. They like put in the Bears at noon, and if they're good, you start seeing the flex in to those 325s yeah. like crazy. Great point. Great point. So then after that, you have the Detroit Lions at Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, I'm going to watch because it's a Thanksgiving game, but right. it's no biggie. This one, though, which you had, the Bears versus the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury is my issue. Um, and you can kind of add that with Kyler Murray, even though I don't give Kyler Murray as much slack. I mean, I give him more slack because he's a young quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury has to find ways to, to use this weapon um, because we saw the second half of last year, they kind of figured out what to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Which one is to put him on his back. Um, the battle so that of one, the uh, terrible offensive gurus. Right. So um, that one, I mean, it'll be interesting, especially if Justin Fields is playing to have those two quarterbacks deal it with each other. Uh, then, of course, we have Green Bay again. Um, I didn't highlight it, but I'm interested in it. But it's kind of, again, I don't know what Green Bay is going to be this season. They faced the Vikings for the first time. They love to give us the Vikings late uh, nowadays. They faced the Vi- Vikings for the first time December 20th. I uh, didn't highlight that game, but I did highlight the next game, and that's December 26th, the day after Christmas. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks come to Soldier Field. Uh, that's going to be a good one, especially the storyline is going to be. And by that time, Justin Fields is probably playing if he's healthy. Storyline is going to be about what the Bears wanted right. to do in the offseason and what, what happened up happening. Yeah. So and then especially if they can get Russell Wilson to kind of talk about Justin Fields and Justin Fields to talk about how he kind of mimics uh, 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 Russell Wilson as far as some a player that he uses to, to implement parts of his game. Uh, they face the Giants next, which who really cares uh, the Vikings are the last game. And I mean, they should be able to get in the Vikings, but, but the Vikings defense should be better now after making some of those changes and get rid of some of the older players last year. I know we know Zimmerman can, can coach up the defenses, but let me get yours. Well, a big one was that Niners bears one. Cause I am in full belief, Justin Fields, just based on what I think he is as a prospect. I think he's starting that game. I, I think he will be the starter by Halloween for sure. And that is just spicy, spicy, spicy. Cause if he's playing and he's killing it and Jimmy G is out there or Trey Lance and they are struggling, you know what everybody's going to be saying, what the hell were you thinking? Not drafting Justin Fields at three. So just the thought of the 49ers being under that kind of scrutiny, just, oh, <laughs> oh, that warms my heart. That warms my heart. What did the I 49ers do to you? What did they do to you? You know, I was, it's funny. Cause like my brother hates the 49ers cause he grew up with the 49ers beating the bears, like in the conference championship and all that stuff in the late eighties. I always liked the 49ers and they were was, my side piece. They were my side piece team. Because I liked them. I really did. And there was one time we we're watching the movie. There's something about Mary and she's like flirting with uh, Brett Favre. And then she goes for Ben Stiller and is like, I'm a Niners fan. We looked at each other like, ah, idiot. Like the thing we were arguing about earlier that day, it was perfect. And I think my decline with the Niners started to happen. And part of this is a little bit of jealousy. I'll be honest. You got John Lynch just bamboozling the Bears for Mitch Trubisky in that draft. And then they get Kyle Shanahan, the guy that I've been wanting for so long before he was ever a head coach. I loved Kyle Shanahan going back to Washington, for God's sakes. And 
they've been destroying the Bears pretty steadily for the last few years. I remember that Colin Kaepernick game when it was his first start. Everyone's like, oh, the Bears got this. And then he had like the game of the century and the Bears look beyond terrible. Oh, so it's just been little pieces slowly, slowly, slowly. And if for whatever reason, over the last three, four years, Bears kind of been linked with the 49ers in a bunch okay. of different ways. Okay, I understand that. Uh, and then I do like just Packers Sunday night football. There is just something about that. I just love it when the Bears play Sunday night football, especially in Green Bay. I don't know why it's that much better, but I love seeing them in the whites in Green Bay, especially if they win and they make that place silent. I love that. Mm, I get you. Uh, definitely love your Seahawks one. Uh, I, I'm going to throw out that Raiders game too. I, just seeing the new stadium, the Bears in there, they're interesting because they are one of the Aaron Rodgers potential destinations, or at least one of the places he really wants to go to. And it makes sense, AFC, that they would at least consider it. And even if he's not there, Derek Carr there. Again, I really think it's not going to be long until Justin Fields starts playing. I have no faith in Andy Dalton holding down the starting spot whatsoever. What about the fact that the bye week is two weeks after that? Would they perhaps wait to the bye week? I just think that they're going to struggle with Andy Dalton, that quarterback. I, I mean, we'll see because maybe the offensive line is rebuilt, especially with the competition they have. And if they give him time and some of these weapons develop, you know, Andy Dalton could be pretty good. And then there's no reason to go to Justin Fields. I just feel like he's going to come into camp and he's going to outplay Andy Dalton. And I think he's going to find a way to show that. Y'all asking a lot. Y'all asking a lot. Andy Dalton. I I mean, I get it. I just, I don't have faith in Andy Dalton. I have more faith in Justin Fields. That's just how I feel. I hope so. Andy Dalton to me is just so over the hill. And I, I don't think so. he's going to stay healthy. Yeah, you definitely know that. What else you got? Uh, I love your pick of the Ravens. The Lions always on Thanksgiving is fun. That's definitely. But primetime is always number one for me. So I love seeing a lot of Sunday night football and Monday night football on that schedule. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So look, real quick from Larry Mayer, Bears senior writer, whom we read this. Um, five of the Bears' non-division road opponents made the playoffs last year, and none of the six had a losing record. The Rams, 10-6. The Browns, 11-5. Bucks 11-5. Steelers, 12-4, even though it doesn't matter. They suck at the end of the year. Seahawks, 12-4, all qualified for the postseason, while the Raiders, 8-8, did not. On the flip side, only one of the Bears – Five non-division opponents reached the playoffs and had a winning record last year, the Ravens. The others are the Bengals, 4-11, and 11, the 49ers, 6-10, and 10, the Cardinals, 8-8, eight and eight, and the Giants, 6-10. and 10. See, I don't like some of that. The Cardinals are a better team than 8-8, eight and eight, and the Niners are definitely a better team than 6-10. and 10. And I think the Bengals, with Joe Burrow and what they're doing, are better than 4-11 and 11 if he's healthy and ready to go. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But I would say this. The Bears should still be better than the Bengals. The yeah. 49ers were decimated by injuries last season, like decimated oh yeah. by injuries. Like everyone was taken out almost. Right. Um, so the 49ers definitely, we know, are better than that. The Cardinals, kind of, but not true. Like they kind of you found out who they were. Let's not forget they added J.J. Watt. I think this is the last year in Chandler Jones' contract. So the defensive line should be better. 
Um, but I don't know. To me, the 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 the, the clock struck midnight on them, and I, I I was you know we were both in on Kyler Murray early last year, like dude, it's like a joystick, you know what I'm saying? But um, people start touching Shorty up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that I can't necessarily say they were better than eight and eight. I think they were lucky that they made it to eight and eight because they had such a a nice start. Um, people have tape out, and they're in a division with some really smart coaches. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Teams. Yeah, a lot of the best division in football, probably, probably them, and then probably AFC, AFC East. I would probably say now is looking to be no the AFC North. The AFC North yes. probably would be second. Then the AFC East. I would probably say you don't think the West with the Chargers, Chiefs. You know, I don't believe in the Raiders. I don't see. I don't believe. I don't believe in. I don't believe in those three teams yet. Because none of them, as of right now, we have to see how they listen. They bought tackles for uh, Patrick Mahomes now, but the Raiders aren't real. Uh, I mean, listen, that that stuff was nice last year with Justin Herbert, but that record was horrific. And now let's see what happens with the new coach and how well that goes. I have to see it first, um, and then when you were you're talking about the Forty Nine ers are legit. The Forty Nine ers. Uh, they're legit. Even if even if they even if they have an issue, I believe they can solve the issue as long as they stay. No, nah, it's at the 49ers. I'm talking about the, the AFC West. I'm, I apologize. So we got the Denver. No, because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So hell no. Nah. Like if Aaron, nah, if Aaron Rodgers was there, I would be like, yeah, watch out, especially with those receivers and what that defense can do if Von Miller comes back strong. You know what I'm saying, but like right. with 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 Teddy Bridgewater and and Drew Locke, hell no, I'm well, not worried about Teddy Bridgewater. I'm yeah, against against baby <laughs> against baby goat, like no that that no Ryan that division is over there. You know, like that. Well, that's somewhere. it's not so much that I think that they're better. It's like, do they compare with like the Dolphins, who look like the third place team, or the Patriots, who are like the third place team? They're worst because the look at the wait the Dolphins had a ten wins last season, right? Uh, let's go with the Patriots as the third worst. The Patriots spent all the bread in, in free agency this year, right? They got all they got all the guys that they wanted. The only question is when is Mac Jones going out there? Because Cam Newton looks done. That's the only question. Like that division, I think is the third best division with the with, with with right now as of right now, the Patriots being last. But with Belichick, man, come on, let's 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 be realistic. Once they once they figure out that Mac Jones is ready to go, or if 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 you can find the Lazarus machine and Cam Newton now having a, a having an off season with this team can be better. I I think they're going to be good. I'm not saying they're going to be Tom Brady great. But they're going to be good, and if they get Mac Jones right, but again, the whole Tom Brady, Mac Jones thing, thinking this guy can become Tom Brady is asking a lot. But he did with a lot of weapons at, at Alabama. He did his damn thing last year. I think you're kind of convincing me on this AFC. So I hadn't thought of it like that. By the way, David Njoku, Cleveland Brown. Thank you, Njoku. With I mean, just dude, they are stacked. If Baker Mayfield is Pro Bowl caliber, shit the bed. Right, like that, they that team, man. I, when those contracts come up, I mean, I know some of the guys are signed, but man, they got some. They got Garrett out the way, but you got a Baker. You are gonna have to sign Baker. 
shoot. Uh, uh, I, I, mean, I know they probably not. Gotta be coming to. I was about to say. I was just about to say. Odell has to be coming to an end, even though they may not keep him. Even Jarvis. Jarvis. How far is Jarvis Landry's deal from coming up? Right. Like J.B. on his last year. Right, and he's on. And he's on little money from the, what he did in Kansas City. He's not even got a real check yet. Um, you look at Jadavion Clowney's on a one-year deal. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got, and you have to pay Denzel Ward, like you just said. Yeah, but at least you have about sweet. two more. You have two or three more years before that, because this is what Denzel Ward's third season. I mean, was this way, last Baker year was Mayfield. he went in the Baker Mayfield draft. They had two in the top five. Oh yeah, you're right. They, it is about time to pay Denzel Ward then. Yeah. Yeah, he so, has a fifth-year um, option, but it is getting close. Uh, so, like that, but again, that's a good situation to be in. You know what I'm saying? That's where you let some guys go, and you have to draft some young talent to kind of fill in those holes. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, that 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 AFC East, and I know that was the AFC North talking about the Browns, but that AFC East, when you look at if if Miami is better, if Tua looks yeah, more like Alabama Tua, dude. I mean that what that defense did last year, yeah. I mean, with all the draft picks that they still have moving forward in the future, like that. If Tua, if they hit on Tua, look out. You know what I'm saying? Like, look out if they hit on Tua. Like another team that passed Justin Fields for a wide receiver. Refacts, <laughs> but of course. But I mean, that's the team that already had a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, well, didn't they say that they were talking about, hey, we might draft another quarterback, even though we have Tua? That's that's called I'm um, trying to get you to move up and take these, they give me some of your picks. Because once they were out of, and I mean, it seemed like they were out of the Deshaun Watson thing earlier than after everything started broke loose. It seemed like they kind of decided, and which to me, to a certain degree, especially if you believe in yourself as, in, as a coach. If you think you have a, a kid on that rookie, a quarterback in that rookie deal, why would you – and he's going to be really good. Why would you trade for somebody that was already in their first mega contract? You know, like I, and I'm, I'm sure some people be like, because, you know, a bird in the hand. But if you believe in Tua, they sat there, was 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 going to tank for Tua, but ended up playing well the season before and still getting him due to his injury and him falling some. Um, no, nah, dude, I'm uh, – I'm, 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 that watch out for that team. Watch out for the AFC East, man. AFC East is is sneaky, especially if the Patriots are back. Um, watch, that's going to be a rough division to go through. Ready to hear some national games? Let's go. All right. How about week three? We'll start there because I know uh, we talked pre-show. Cowboys Buccaneers is supposed to be the highlight to kick off the season. We don't know exactly what the Cowboys are, but I don't know how well Dak is going to be, and I don't right. know if if Dan Quinn by switching the scheme to something favorable for those players is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm with I, I I have to I have to see I, ha- I have to see it. You know what I'm saying? So until we know Dak is fully back. And that defense is worth a lick. I'm not. I mean, I'll tune in to to to, to um to Cowboys games, but I'm, it's not musty TV just yet for me. Well, let's assume no big name quarterbacks are moving anywhere. Green Bay at San Francisco, Week Three. That's sexy. If that's sexy in general, just Green Bay versus the 49ers, just from old rivalries from the Brett Favre years. 
to even to even when you you just brought up uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, even Colin Kaepernick going up against Aaron Rodgers. Right. But or how about was, Jimmy G handing the ball off and they can't stop a nosebleed? Right. So that that's going to be I, that one. If Aaron Rodgers is there, I'm into that one. I'm definitely into that one. That's some that old school spicy NFC NFC uh, blue blood stuff right there. All right. How about your guy, Josh Allen? Rematch AFC Championship game week five going to Kansas City. You better get ready to get that ass tanned up. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Uh, he ain't ready for Baby Goat yet. He's not ready for Baby Goat. Okay. He's going to play well. And then in the third quarter, mark my words, he's going to have two two series where he looks like Josh Allen from the year before in the playoffs when he just threw that ball. Uh, what was it? A verse? Was it a verse? The Texans that he did that where he just threw that ball crazy? Oh, yeah, was that against yeah, Kansas? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that when he was just he was fretting. Ran was like, like forty yards the opposite <laughs> way, and then decided exactly. to throw it when his knees are down. Exactly. Like so. Yeah. That. And again, you know, I'm a Josh Allen guy, but that I don't think he's. I don't think he's ready right. for Kansas City's jelly. Well, let's again. No big name quarterbacks have moved yet. Green Bay going to Kansas City Week Nine. Sexy. Real sexy, heavy, so heavy, so heavy, real heavy. That right there, if again, if Aaron Rodgers is there, that's 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 old to go going against baby goat. You know what I'm saying? Like in talent wise, physicality, physical, you know, you don't want to take away from 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 uh, Tom Brady. I was going to say, because our next game is your guy, Josh Allen, with the actual goat, Tom Brady visiting him in week 14 at Tampa. That could be a big game. Uh, yeah, that one could be good. And I will watch out. I'll watch out for Buffalo on that one, especially if Tampa's deep, deep DBs, if they haven't stepped up, not Winfield, don't put Winfield Jr. in that. But that was kind of their weak spot last year because um, Diggs going to get all nasty on that. You know what? Um, but I, that one, I'm looking forward to that one. How about uh, something we saw, what was it, last year, right? Baltimore and Kansas City rematch. Mm, I got it. I hope, you know what I'm saying, that the Minnesota receiver, I don't know if it was Bozeman. I think, I think it is Bozeman. Uh, I hope he's the difference maker when it comes to that passing game when it with, with uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but also that offensive line isn't as sturdy. Even with Villanueva coming over from the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's, it's still not the same uh, as what you had uh, on that level as a left tackle. What were you about to say? That's a week two Sunday night football game too. Wanted to give some context there. If that adds anything extra. Hmm. Um, no, I don't mean, I think it'd be good, but I still see Kansas city uh, giving them a buking. Okay. Okay. I think Kansas yeah. City's gonna come out with something to prove after having so, uh, so that like I think they're they're gonna be angry, especially having the type of season that they have, and then to basically not have any tackles during the, the Super Bowl. I, and I think those new tackles, and also remember they got that um that guard that's a, that's a doctor back that he took off because of the pandemic last year. Uh, so that line should be humming, and they're spending bread to protect. Uh, their franchise quarterback. Uh, I hate going so dang Packer heavy, but with Aaron Rodgers, 
they're obviously very interesting as a team overall. I'm going to throw two at you. Pick the Packer game you want to see versus Seattle on Sunday, November 21st, which is week 11, or at at Baltimore, December 19th. Um, week 15. Seattle, the Seattle one is more interesting to me, even though I'm not saying Baltimore can't beat the pack. Um, because it's not like the pack see well <laughs> until this year, the pack didn't see those type of quarterbacks regularly, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So they're not used to that type of that type of style when it comes to the real quarterback that can take off on your ass with us having the third fastest quarterback in the league and uh uh the Ravens having the first. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just just putting that right there. That um, they all know how they handled Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. So, I mean, it should be a good one, but definitely uh, Russell Wilson versus uh, Aaron Rodgers. Probably int- it definitely interests me more, to say the least. Uh, I guess my last one. I don't know how much this does for you. Week four, Buccaneers at Patriots. Tom's fateful return back to Foxborough. <laughs> If the it depends on if the Patriots are good or not, and I, again, and I, I was just sitting here giving all type of plaudits to the AFC East. Um, it, Cam is really my question. You know what I'm saying, Cam? And how fast can you get Mac Jones ready to go? Because I think I think the receivers should be they're going to be better. Let me say that I don't know if they are what they need to be, but we know the tight end game is going to be strong. They're going back to. Gronk Aaron Hernandez days, not saying that these tight ends are, are Gronk um, or even the type of versatility that you had in Aaron Hernandez. Um, but they're, they're going to be tearing up the middle of the field uh, easily. And then you look at what was the best weapon that um, Cam Newton had really all those times in Carolina, and it was his tight end. You know what I'm saying? So that when you you look at the fact that they're going to be really using the tight end um, it's it, look, and they got some smart people over there. Uh, yeah, if the Patriots are good, that's that's prime time viewership right there. I mean, it's prime time viewership because Tom Brady is going home, but still, I mean, if they're good and can give Tampa a game, especially seeing that Tom, that Tom run the first volley between who's more important, the coach or the player, with the fact that he came straight out and won the Super Bowl. Um, and just winning this game isn't going to sit there and have them eye to eye as far as uh, him and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has to win the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Um, but still, um, that one, I, I'm interested in that one, to say the least. That's all I got for my NFL games that I was looking at around the league. All right, so let's switch over. Definitely got to get into a little uh, north side, south side baseball here in Chicago, the Cubs and the White Sox. Uh, let's lead off with your Cubbies, uh, Ryan. You, you get in a situation where... Um, the Cubs are kind of at a catch 22 They're They don't suck. They're not bad. They've had some ups and downs. I think Javi's starting to come along a little bit. They got a lot of injuries though of yes. late. And that's the thing that's kind of hurting them. And that pitching rotation, which at the beginning of the season was, even though we know the velo was low, was actually doing pretty well, but Hendricks has been abysmal. Um, really, um, you just really haven't gotten what you thought. And we, we questioned that pitching staff, but that was going to be better than now. But what are your thoughts about the Cubs so far this season? Well, I do think the pitching staff can get a little bit better. It's not going to be much, much better. But I think you can get a little bit more out of Zach Davies. If Jake Arrieta can still be himself, he's been pretty solid and consistent. And this kid, Albert Alzale, like you can't necessarily sleep on him. He might be 
a future player for a real rotation. He's uh, he's had some impressive performances this year in general. So if that pitching staff can keep growing and developing, I like what they have in the bullpen overall. So that would be a really big part. The other thing is the part-time role players or the extra pieces like the Jake Marisnicks, the Eric Sogards, the Matt Duffies, they have brought a lot of balance to this lineup, especially when it comes to, you know, getting more contact, less swing and miss and putting mm-hmm. the ball in play. Can they keep that up? Or are they just going through a little bit of a nice period? And then I think the really big thing is you, it's the killer it just happened. Chris Bryant, has been MVP Chris Bryant. And I told you before the season, you need him to be MVP. You need a guy in the middle of that lineup that you can rely in day in and day out. And he has been that, but now he just got injured. And that's been an issue for him. Hopefully it's something small. He just comes right back. No big deal. He said he was feeling under the weather. That was part of it. If he comes back and just keeps on rolling, no big deal. But if this is something where... You know, his play starts declining or he's in and out of the lineup a lot. The Cubs are in trouble. Hmm. Plain and simple. I'll, and you have him right now with the number two player in the NL behind uh, Kuna Jr. As far as I think wins rep- above replacement. like, And he's been so versatile playing all the outfield positions. He's actually played the outfield more than yep. he has that third base. Third. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can play center field twice at least. Yep. He can play all over the diamond. Crazy. Uh, I mean, play some first. Right at this point, I'm I'm signing Chris Bryant as hard as I can. I mean, I just need to see Chris Bryant going back to being Chris Bryant because you need. I mean, you know, it's the White Sox. What if you never had Jose Abreu in the lineup for most of the year, and when he was in there, he was clearly lacking all his power. I mean, that would be a huge blow to that line. Doesn't mean that they couldn't score. Doesn't mean that they wouldn't be good. But having that consistent guy at the top, there is something to say about that across mm. baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't. The only problem, let me ask you this. This is my only issue with something that you said. Me personally, I would prefer for the Cubs to resign Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant, you know, fins out his career as a Cub, but towards the end of his run, he wants to go contend for another championship somewhere. The team's looking to maybe pick up a prospect, even though if he's old, it's not going to be worth a lot. Um I would like for that to be his ending, but you're in a situation where the Cubs need to reload. And I I don't know if he's a cheap asset, a chief asset, because he's a rental player for whatever team you're you're trading him to now, you know, compared to if you moved him last year, um, uh, if you moved him last year, that you probably would have gotten a little bit back, giving the team a whole season to have him on the roster to even know what type of player that he is, or even give them the chance to perhaps trade him if it didn't work out. Um, so I guess going along with what you're saying, yeah, you probably should resign him because unless unless by the trade deadlines, teams are like, dude, if we have him, right, we we can take us over the top and I'll give you prospect X. And prospect X is like high above, high on the grade as far as baseball perspective or whatever uh type of platform you use when you're grading these baseball prospects. Um, yeah, then he has to go. Cause I'll tell you this too. Remember this too. Matter of fact, let me revisit that. What they should do is trade his ass and get to the best prospects and then re-sign his ass at the end of the season, after the season, and bring his ass back. Now, by trading him away and him getting used to another situation and getting familiar familiar with it, you know, that it gives that team a better chance to re-sign him um, if he likes that, that, that atmosphere. 
but I would deal as that. I would do what I would do with what uh, uh, Brian Cashman did with the Raldis Chapman. I'd deal his ass for uh, something sweet and then could be like, listen, this is just a temporary situation. Just like with Derek Favors with the Utah Jazz last year when they traded him to the Pelicans and bring his ass right back here and he could play next to that prospect that we, we traded his ass for. Probably not next to him since that's hobby spot, but you get what the hell I'm saying. Depending on if he's playing in the outfield then, how you like it like that. But yeah, I, that's probably what I would do with Chris Bryant because you still need prospects on the on the north side. You need you need some some some... some Go ahead. If he gets you a farm system, I'm totally fine with it. It just depends what you could get for him. I don't think he's going to give you a system, but I think you can get a guy and a half. Okay. That half guy is the big part. Like just one for one top pro, like Glaber Torres. What has he done for the Yankees? He's not even one of their best players. Obviously it's, it's nice to have, but mm -hmm. I don't know if I would want to just trade Chris Bryant straight up for one prospect. But it's better than no prospects, Ryan. Especially but, if you. But to I'm me, just saying because if, if you trade away, like you said, you might uh, lose him. Like he, well, he might may walk. Not want to he come may. Back. He may walk for nothing in a season where it doesn't look like you guys are contending for anything. So That's true. it's better to get something back for him than nothing. Like what? Well, so you could tell fans that we let him walk. Well, I mean, that's why this next couple months they better be talking to scott boris like crazy and get an idea of how likely chris bryant would sign here oh it's gonna be we're gonna find out what the open market market dictates then you gotta be if you, there's no chance for any type of extension or signing him before free agency then yeah you have to be right. smart and you have to get prospects. it's not a chance in hell that Chris Bryant went this I, I, far. I'm not saying that it's odds are. I'm just saying yeah, this is what the steps are that the Cubs with, have to take. If it's as mad as he was about how teams misuse prospects' timing as far as when they come up. That's that why I don't think re-signing him is part of it if you trade him away. If you trade him away and you did that, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think, but you know what? I don't think that's a big of an issue if he likes it here. I, listen, if you're very honest to him and say, listen, we got to build another contender here and we want you to be the centerpiece of the future. This is temporary. I think Chris Bryant is a big boy and can understand that, you know, especially if you're giving him a chance to go contend for a World Series. You know what I'm saying? So I think he, he can get that. And then next year, you blow the door off and you sign to the biggest. Like, the thing is this. you got to get close to whatever that other team that Scott Boris is going to use on your ass. All right. You got to get close to what that, that team is offering him. So if you're not willing to get over 200 mil, probably, I would think he's he's got to be in the 180, 200 mil area, I would believe. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere, especially if the season continues to go the way that the season is going. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would I would trade his ass. You know what I'm saying? And just be like, dude, we want you here, but we have to bring in some youth. You know what I'm saying? We got to get some guys. This, well, uh, on, but I, I think that what you're talking about is what I'm saying. It's you have to get an idea of Chris's mindset. If you feel you can do something like that because he's interested in staying here and you display a commitment level to him and you figure out that, hey, we can just trade him away, get some prospects and bring him back. But if if it's like a cold relationship, then yeah, maybe you just trade him at the deadline. 
if you feel like you can contend with something moving forward and he's open to the idea of resigning, then I don't know if you necessarily trade. It's all about the communication. It obviously depends where the club is at. But if he's willing to do something like that, where you bring in prospects and you trade them away and, hey, we're going we're gonna to bring you as much money as Team B that Scott Boris is going to find, and he's down with that, then, yeah, you trade him. Trade him, yeah, trade him, trade him. Yeah, that's that's just my that's my opinion. All right, moving to the south side. Um, things are peachy keen over here. Uh, what you say? Pitching helps. Yeah, things things are nice on the black side. Jackie Pitching helps. Yeah, Jackie likes what's going on on the south side. Um, he says, "Shout out to Kenny Williams." Um, I don't know if he's saying that. Doesn't he, he de- throw Dodgers de- and he wants the Dodgers to win? Um, the Dodgers did something disrespectful in some ways, and you know, Jackie, he's not he's not feeling them. He's not feeling them as much. Jackie, we love to see that. Wouldn't we love to see that, Jackie? Yeah, but you like just if anybody clue in on some of the stuff that Jackie Robinson was about in the later half of his life, because he's kind of been a little whitewashed like MLK a tad bit, to say the least. If or let me put it like this: if you hate Colin Kaepernick. You might not love Jackie Robinson. How about that? That kneeling bastard! <laughs> you might not, uh, you know, just along those lines. And that's with someone that gave their sweat and blood and equity to try to get this country to be on the right track. Um, it's like, would they still like this? Damn it! Um, but, uh, still, back to the Sox. Uh, Tony Russo was making a ton of mistakes. It still is getting acclimated to being back in today's baseball. Um, but you know what he stopped doing? Leaving those damn pitchers in too long. I think what last night, uh, was it Matt Foster, or Evan Marshall? I can't remember which one it was because sometimes they're both the same person to me because they don't have their ish together at times. More Matt Foster than Evan Marshall, I think, of recent. But one of them was effing around. All right. And he must have went and yanked that ass out so quick. And it, especially since it was the first game in the series against the Twins. Uh, it was it was definitely great to to see that take place. Uh, Dylan Cease is dominating. Um, Lance Lynn is nasty. Um, still looking for Giolito. And, and, and Keiko's going longer, even though he needs to he needs to make sure he can go longer. And Keiko, you know, that they told they, it was a lot about Keiko as far as the type of pitcher he is. And how do you extrapolate that over time being a contact guy? But still, he's doing well enough. Um, the, the, listen, the pitching rota- the pitching staff is doing a really good job. Reeves gets on my nerves, and he closed out last night's game with some nastiness, all right, to say the least. But the offense, the Sox have been racking up runs the last week at least, and that's without what, – what I think Tony Russo – I believe Tony Russo said that Eloy and Lewis Robert – are probably worth 65 to 70 home runs. Think about this out of your lineup. And you got guys, first of all, I don't know if you, listen, there was this hit last night that Tim Anderson had where the pitcher threw it inside. Ryan, it was two, maybe two inches off out of the strike zone on the inside, right? Dude, he, he jammed himself and Golf swung that bad boy to left, right? I mean, it was crazy. And just to think what Tim Anderson is and what he will be, like, who the hell, 
how is it that Tim Anderson can do this? Hitting just become this savant at hitting. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You usually don't see something like this out of someone who didn't baseball wasn't their jam necessarily growing up. And you know, you may see all right. He's he's a, he's a plus runner. Uh, he has a strong arm. You know, but when you with something as meticulous as hitting, for him to be a great and you you look at that and you extrapolate that moving forward that like his greatness is at least going to continue for another eight seasons seven to eight seasons if he's not hurt as far as his acumen with hitting you know what i'm saying you think about now of course i'm not comparing him to these people but you think about a ways bog away bogs you think about a tony gwynn you know what i'm saying like he's not there yet but that's how he's starting to look like he's that type of hitter, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, a hit, yeah, a hit that. Like it's it's crazy. You had uh, a Brayu snapped out of his little slump uh, of late. Um, even Yasmani uh, did some damage yesterday. Um, I said this on the show that the chances of going to the World Series were probably done. I was wrong. Um, if this pitching holds up and they can continue to get these runs out of players that you don't even expect them to get these runs from, man, they, they were third in, um, I don't know, I think it was ESPN's power ranking. I could be wrong. I think it was ESPN's power ranking. So it may have been the athletic. It was either ESPN or the athletic. Let me say that. They were third in, um, I think it was the athletic, in the power rankings, the White Sox. Just think about that. They were third in, in, in both the AL and the NL. Um, and they're and pitching? they're out. They're out of sixty six point thirty point six six percent of their outfield. All right. It, you, it makes sense when you hear the pitching staff that you've described and then you throw in the bullpen. Right. Crochet with Hendricks. Kopik. Uh, Cody, Ho- Cody Hoyer. Bummer. You know, I even mean, the guys it's, it's dude, really hard to <laughs> even the guys that are you like, are you putting him in like Foster, Marshall and Ruiz have moments. Um, and we haven't even mentioned Liam Hendricks. Like they didn't even have to put his ass out there last night. Like he's on. He had two days of rest so far because they've been kicking ass um, right now. as a Sox fan. Goodness gracious. Rickon, take a bow, Rickon. All right, because. What you put together here, imagine if you had those two players. Now, their strikeouts will be higher, right? But still, if you had those two players with these guys, you got a candidate for rookie of the year. And unfortunately, you thought we thought that Adam Vaughn slash Jose Abreu slash Jasmine Grandal, you know, in the next few years, we're going to be able to use all these guys at DH. But then the Yerminator was like, hold my beer. All right. And he has he has slumped a little bit slumped as compared to his hot start. But even when you see his acumen as far as I mean, he's swinging for the fences when he goes for it. But even some of the pitches that he doesn't go for, you like for a young player. I know he's 28, but as far as time in the majors for a young player to know when to hold off, because usually you like go, go, go. But to know when to take a to take a ball like that, it just says that, you know, he's he's not going to be this hot. But he, this may be a hitter hitter right here. And if you picked up a hitter hitter, I mean, I hate to say this as far as because I want everybody to get paid. Dude, he's 28. I mean, the years of control they probably got left. They probably got two years of control at least. You know what I'm saying? So he'll be 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
the deal that you can sign him to, if this kid is really like, you got a like this type of, if he is the, the deal to deal, but when you look at him, when you look at Nick Magical, worried, worried face Nick is out there hitting. You know what I'm saying? Danny Mendick is is, is, is sitting there between times and coming from him and Schomburg is definitely helping to the team. Um, it's just, it's, it, we're fortunate. Zach Collins is, is doing well. And Andrew, Andrew Vaughn uh, has started to click in a little bit. It's just to look at what this team is doing, especially against division rivals, you know what I'm saying? Is um, it's pleasant to say the least. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. I, I, I like where they're going. I mean, when you can pitch like that, you got more than a shot. And if anyone knows, it's those 05 White Sox. Yeah, that's right there. When you got all five starters, and the crazy thing with the Sox is 05, I'll say this. In 05, we did have a couple guys that we were like, man, I forget. I forget one of the guys. We traded them to the Cubs for. um, We traded him to a Cubs for a pitcher that had both his the first name and last name started with A. Um, I forgot he was a lefty too. He was a lefty, maybe six feet six one. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, it wasn't. It was our right. I can't remember the Cubs player, but anyway, I mean, I can't remember either one. I feel like his last name was Cole or something like that. The point that I'm trying to make is he was a guy in the bullpen. Then that we was like, well, maybe when he's a starter, we got something. Dude, they definitely know Michael Kopech is a starter, right? Like, and he's nice right now. Um, Garrett Crochet, they look at as being a starter. And if that kid can be healthy, you talking about basically a chance to have uh, uh, Chris Sale 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the, like, I was just looking at it. Like, the, one of the fears was with Dane Dunning being traded and Lance Lynn having one year. Um, that damn, you know, you you don't have a lot of control. Lance Lynn is probably going to walk next year. Some teams probably going to offer him a lot of money, but though they got dudes in a bullpen, and they got, I mean, if Dylan Cease can be this Dylan Cease, whoa, you know, like that's the thing. And again, it's, it's futures. You don't know if futures are going to necessarily come to fruition. But uh, Rick Hahn, sir, take a bow. You definitely put together you a team for for the type of injuries that you've had this season for this team to be doing what they're doing. And it, these are the main boppers, you know what I'm saying? Outside of Jose Abreu, basically. Um, I'd even put them both ahead of, really, I put them both ahead of Yoan Mankata from COVID Yoan Mankata and what we've gotten this year. They've moved him up in the order. Uh, he's batting third right now. I know a lot of people wanted to bat second. Um, uh, Sean Sierra always says, you know, Sean and Maya. Um, but, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a nice, nice week and a half on the south side. Yes, it has, especially how bad it was going into yeah. the beginning of that week and a half. Right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. You know what time it is. Let's go up for grabs with Ryan B. Ski. Let's start off back with football. Blake Bortles has signed with Green Bay, adding fuel to the Rodgers leaving the Packers fire? Question mark. Who was like you? I know they. I know they've said that they need just for because they don't know during their OTAs they need quarterbacks, so they got to bring a quarterback in because yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's probably not showing up for that. <laughs> All right, like I don't think so. I'm not eh, not showing up. So, but you bring in Blake Bortles again. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is traded and he's going to be your backup quarterback, 
It's cool. Oh, he's going to be the starter if they trade Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about. But if you're telling me he's going to be the starter, Jordan Love you, can't play. They've said it. He is not you, ready. So why haven't you moved him? Why didn't you go get a second they and call it the next Brett Favre? No, call it a wrap. Hey, you know what, A Rod? You right, buddy. We send a shorty out, right? Listen, as many teams that needed quarterbacks this year in the draft, you could have moved shorty and got a first round pick. It may have not been it, like you you drafted him, you moved up to draft him at 26. It may have been around then. It may have been even before then. But if they would have said, you know what, Jordan Love is available. Um, but we're only taking him for a first rounder. After this period, we is we're done. We're gonna ride with him. If they would have p- tried to put that type of pressure on, I bet you some teams would have bitten. I listen. I, and now you probably don't want to do this in a division. We know the Vikings were looking at Justin Fields because they're looking at in two years when that 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 Cousins guaranteed money comes up. Like there, the, you could have dude the, again. You, the, even the Lions. You don't think the Lions? Like, I don't know if you want to trade them in the division, but if you don't think Shuddy is the shit, it don't matter where you trade them, right? If you, well, if they you like, I, they love them. They're making plans. It's all about he should be able to play me in the future. <laughs> he should be able to play this year if he had a year. He sat for a season. All right, he should be able to come in this year they behind. Don't think it. Well, that that's that's a problem because that that means you shouldn't have drafted him last. Year. If a whole if he sat for a whole season and he's still not ready, and again, listen, if he sits for two years and then he's a Hall of Famer after that, I'm wrong, right? Sure, clearly I'm wrong. But this kid had a, a college career, and then you sat him a whole season behind one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. If he can't pick up enough, and I'm not saying it's not a lot, and then you had. You had a whole offseason now to just berate his brain with the floor knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something it's it, it, he ain't the one. He's not the one, um, at least of the, for me right now. You spent that equity and angered your quarterback in the fashion that you did. I'm with you. I, I never understood that draft pick. I love it still. It's so funny to me. Maybe I'll eat those words and he'll be a Hall of Famer. But boy, when I saw the the signing, I was just thinking, probably is nothing, but there is just so much smoke coming out of Green Bay. So much smoke out of Green Bay. I know they like the cheese. I didn't know they like the smoke. Meats. Right. And when there's smoke, there's fire. fire. Speaking of fire, I got a little bit of uh, a hyped for the fire matchup that is just set. Tyson Fury taking on Anthony Joshua set for August. It's either between the 7th and the 14th that hasn't been confirmed. But come on. Who's not hyped for heavyweight? Let's go! Yeah, I'm probably buying that. Um, It's been a few years since I bought, at least two to three since I bought a fight. Uh, I've been a huge Anthony Joshua fan until he got his ass beat by Ruiz. Um, This is just like questionable. The question is like, he got beat by... um, what was the king? What was the, the the Kong, the King Kong dude on Punch Out? Mike Tyson uh, Punch Out that you had to hit in the belly and his pants dropped <laughs> when you hit him in the belly. Like he lost to he lost. It was King something, right? He lost to that dude basically, right? Like what, son? So um, King Hippo, I think something like that. But um, so I mean Tyson Fury. The first fight against uh, Deontay Wilder was just coming off the streets, right? 
that last fight we saw now that he's back, you know, healthy off of all the additives and focused on boxing, how he handled Wilder. Um, listen, Anthony Joshua is going to have to knock this man out two to three times to win this fight because this guy's going to keep coming. He may not be a knockout hitter, quote unquote, even though when you're seven feet tall, almost what, six, nine, you right. get hit by a guy that big, it's going to hurt. I don't care if he's, you know, just a jabbing, 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 but the, it's going to hurt when you got that much weight as, as, as Tyson Fury has behind him. And how fast but, he is. Yeah, I mean, Tyson Fury is a lightweight boxer in a big-ass man's yes. boxing body. Yes. You know, as far as, like, he is he coming He really there. move. He's a pugilist, all right? He's coming there to pepper the living hell out of you. And because he's as big as it is, it's not like you're just fighting a little-ass guy that weighs 105 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So I would have to say, even though I want Anthony Joshua to win, I think Tyson Fury's going to win. I think Tyson Fury's the best heavyweight in the game when he he's he's um, had his mind to it. Um, but I hope Anthony Joshua, when that Anthony Joshua fight against Klitschko was so epic. Um, it was one of the best fights two or three years ago of heavyweights that you had seen. Basically, both of them taking each other out, and then Joshua surviving. Klitschko being such a rugged champion in that fight. You wouldn't even look at Klitschko like that, but didn't want to. Listen, I, it was to the point, I was like, Vladimir, just sit down, please. You you, you done what you needed to do in the heavyweight division now. You know what I'm saying? And I remember when he was worse than Vitaly, when Vladimir was like last Joe you know what I'm saying? To my man got a hold of him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to Emmanuel got a hold of him and taught him how to fight like a big man. Um, Vladimir was just, he had all the talent, but his jaw was suspect. And uh, he was getting rocked, right? And then Emmanuel got him just like with Tommy Hearns and taught his ass how to fight like a big man. Like, you stop fighting low with these little dudes. Use your reach and keep their, his ass away from you. Um, so uh, shout out to Manny, RP Manny. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this fight. This is a fight. This fight is up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with some of the fights, uh, that we want to see. Uh, so yeah, I want to see it. I want to see them wrap it all. I want to see Joshua at one point fight Deontay, uh, Deontay Wilder too. Yeah. I think this fight is going to be better than the Wilder Fury fight. Easily. Joshua is just such a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. Wilder's yes. all heavyweight, like knock Knockout. you out, haymaker. If you can get inside him, you can get him, you know, tired. It's game over for Deontay Wilder, unfortunately. I feel like Joshua can maybe go the length a little bit, but like you said, Tyson Fury is just this mammoth of a man just punching you over and over and boxing. Not just punching you like Deontay. But he is boxing. Uh, but it's going to be two boxers in the heavyweight division going for it. Uh, that's really exciting. Yeah, and I mean, I will say this. T- t- uh, Deontay Wilder has gotten more compact. I didn't think he could get as compact as he's been. It's because at first it was like, this dude is throwing too many looping punches, as you were saying. All you got to do is get inside of him. He has gotten more compact, but still, I mean, he, he, he somewhat lacks – some of the skill of just a pure boxer. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's when you got these two guys. I, I mean, the thing with Fury is he, um, not Fury, Joshua, he, he at times fights to his competition. Now that should mean he should show up for this fight. Um, but sometimes I feel like he has, he got, he has nerve issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he can get in his own head sometimes, you know what I'm saying? In a negative way. 
Um, but I, I wish the I wish I wish Joshua the most. Um, I'm 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 more of a Joshua guy than a Fury guy. But I don't know about I don't think Fury's gonna. I mean I don't think uh, Joshua's gonna be able to beat Fury. It'd be a nice upset if he does. Yeah, I, I think I lean. I definitely lean Fury. I kind of like Fury a little bit more. I think it's more so the mindset. Like hmm. he is just kind of like. I don't give no Fs. And I hey, like little that. gypsy, nothing wrong with a little gypsy king in your life. <laughs> I mean, as far as someone who's come from the bottom of the bear, like been at the top, fallen to the bottom, and cleaned himself up, it's it's even better than uh, Josh Hamilton's story. You know what I'm saying? Like, as of right now, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, Josh right. Hamilton, he had the opportunity to win a World Series, but he didn't win a World Series. Fury is the title. He's the champion. Idiot couldn't beat the damn Cardinals when they were up three to one. He's a champ. He's a champ. So it's it's definitely a great comeback story when you're talking about Tyson Fury, and he clearly deserves it because boxing is no hoe. Like that's not luck right there. Like you got to put in the work, the training, the dedication. You know what I'm saying? So and I mean some of the crazy the 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 the, the, the bad habits from the drug use and how he used to talk about women back in the days. Like Tyson Fury was a true idiot. Um, you know, several, several, seven years ago or so. Uh, but it seems like he's turned it around for the most part. At least he keeps enough of it away from the public to make it seem like he's turned it around. Right. No, no that's it. That's all I got. Well, listen, we always appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with a flip for this Monday, um, th- th- this weekend. Also, make sure you check out the Under Center podcast. We will be doing our uh, expectations for the Bears with the schedule. Today, that should be out today. Uh, you should see that. I always support the flipping friends. I always support that David show and Ryan Bukovetsky for holding this show down as well as he does. Um, we always appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, hopefully, we made you happy and gave you a little bit of insight. Um, and if not, we apologize. We'll try to do better the next time. But uh, always make sure you don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again. <laughs>